It's time for the 3304 Sports Beat Rider Podcast. In this edition, we have Dan Steinbach, who is joined by Joey Robinson and Duncan Wygant, who cover Virginia Tech Volleyball on 3304 Sports. Welcome into the 3304 Sports Podcast Beat Writer Edition. I'm your host, Dan Steinbach. In this edition of our Beat Writer Focus series, we are joined by Joey Robertson and Duncan Wigan, who cover Virginia Tech Volleyball for 3304 Sports. Guys, welcome in. How are we doing today? I'm good. Pretty good, Dan. All right, so doing a season recap on Virginia Tech Volleyball due to their season being over. Uh, they had a 6-11 record overall and 5-11 in conference, good for 12th in the ACC. This was the first year for new head coach Marcy Byers, uh, winning a coach in Radford history coming over from the Highlanders to coach Virginia Tech. Uh, this is a conference that they played in where four of their teams made the NCAA tournament. Uh, that was Pitt, Louisville, Georgia Tech, and Notre Dame. Now, this season, uh, the volleyball season split into two halves, the fall half and the spring half both starting with COVID pauses and the first two matches of the spring half were canceled due to COVID. That was the Louisville match and the Wake Forest match. So a complicated season all the way throughout, but now that it's over, I want to dive in to more of the details with you guys. And I just want to ask a couple questions and I want to start off with uh, who do we think was the season MVP uh, for this team this year? Joey, I'll start with you. Um, honestly, I think it's uh, Katie Smith, the, uh, graduate student, she, her number's number one. Um, you know, she was kind of the leader for the Hokies this year, uh, leader in offense, leader in kills. Um, I mean, she totaled 192 kills on the year, actually joined the 1,000 uh, kill club here at Virginia Tech. And she was a very special player to watch on the court. Uh, she's pretty much the leader of the Hokies, and I think the team is going to miss her dearly next year. I personally think when you talk about team MVP, uh, I think another player you should bring up is definitely Ashley Homan. Ashley Homan got 191 points, 177 kills. She was all over the court this season. All right, so I want to move on. I like the stats that you brought up there, you guys. Uh, just for this team, the record might not show it, but when you focus on the wins, what do you think was the best match for this team throughout the season? What match versus an opponent do you feel like this team played their strongest ball? I definitely feel like our first game against Duke in the fall season, we played really strong. We were able to uh, really keep the lead during most of the sets, and we looked very good in the entire game. As for me, I believe um, if we're looking at the spring season, you know, probably the only uh, victory that the Hokies got in the Syracuse match, um, you know, it's not just about sweeping your opponents, about, you know, how, how did you battle through adversity? How did you, you know, find a way to win? And, I mean, the Syracuse match was just a back-and-forth affair between both teams. Both teams were, you know, close in every single set. Um, it was going down to, you know, 25, 24 every time, and then maybe 26, 24 is the uh, final in the set. Um, you know, they traded back and forth. 
both teams using runs to, you know, kind of bolster themselves in each set. And, you know, both teams just kind of traded punches back and forth. And ultimately, Virginia Tech took the last set and was able to get the victory on their senior day, the last time that the seniors would play in Castle Coliseum um, for this season. And I think that that was a big morale boost, big win for the team. And, you know, they were looking to capitalize on that, but then uh, they ran into kind of two buzzsaws in Miami and Boston College after uh, that match and couldn't capitalize on it. But as far as a morale boost, I would definitely say that Syracuse match. 3304 Sports Beat Writer Podcast. I'm joined alongside Joey Robertson and Nothing Wagon for Virginia Tech Volleyball. Guys, I want to stay on the topic of the team. Uh, we were just talking about what the best match was for this team. So, Overall, as we look more at the broad spectrum of this season, what do you think was the team's strength that they played on this year, uh, whether it be offensively, defensively? What, what do you think was really the strong point for this team this year, Joey? Uh, I would say kills um, in the, as far as the offense goes. I mean, Virginia Tech bolstered a pretty solid offense all year around, even in the fall. Um, using their offense to really take a lot of sets away from the opponent. However, in the spring, it wasn't as good, but still it was there. I mean, they were scoring at least 20, 20 points a set, uh, at least in most matches. So I would definitely say that uh, they tallied 737 kills on the season. Um, you know, that's averaging pretty much uh, 11.5 kills per set. Um, you know, as far as assists, 689 uh, assists and 10 assists per set, uh, you know, that's 71 aces, you know, those numbers, that just shows you how, how good their offense was. And it was led by Katie Smith and kills, like I said earlier, um, leading the team in kills. Um, and as for assists, Brie Postuma tallied 310 assists on the year. And the second closest to that number on the team is Taylor Jackson, who tallied 173 assists. That's almost a hundred, hundred assist difference between the two right there. You know, that just shows you how good of a player Posma was, but I would definitely say the offense. Right. I personally think that our strength this year was definitely on the defensive side of the ball. We had uh, an amazing amount of blocks this season. We had, 122 blocks, 23 of those being solo blocks, and 198 block assists. We averaged about two blocks a set, which is pretty good. And it also equals our opponents who also got about two blocks a set. So I need to pull up the stats real quick just to see who got the most, you know, blocks on the team. And so Angel Robinson had the most blocks. She had 60 blocks for the team. Okay, so now that we are into the offseason, a couple topics that you could think about are what's an area in which this team should look to improve, that uh, coach buyers should look to, you know, coach them up in the offseason and say, hey, this is an area of our game where we're lacking more and should really be the focus of the offseason. I'll start with you, Joey. Um, basically, you know, all of the – returning players for next season are, you know, going to be juniors and seniors. You know, this is a very 
I don't want to say young team, kind of towards the older end. You know, a lot of juniors and seniors from this year's roster are now um, who are graduating are only a couple, maybe four, three or four. Um, so I would say, you know, it was good to have these experiences this uh, this season around, but just improving on, you know, what you built off of this year, especially back in the fall, you know, they came out swinging out of the gates, um, you know, the schedule back in the fall, you know, they beat the Citadel to start out the year and then they took on um, North Carolina, a very good North Carolina team and took one out of two against them. Um, and then swept uh, University of Virginia and then took one out of two versus Duke. You know, that's a solid start to start the year in a COVID year where, you know, the offseason probably wasn't the same. You know, they probably didn't get practices. They actually had a COVID pause right before the season started back in the fall. I remember uh, looking at my phone and, you know, the volleyball team was being or they had announced that uh, there was a positive test within the program that they were pausing. And I believe they paused for around two weeks back in uh, either August or September. And, you know, that'll derail, you know, any team, even if you're, you know, a really good team such as, you know, Louisville or, uh, or Duke, but um, just building off of, you know, what you set as the foundation this year, you know, you're going to have experienced players coming back, basically just playing better, you know, um, and finding ways to, you know, swing, swing points within the games as far as finding runs. Um, one thing that Virginia Tech struggled with this year was, you know, opponents getting, you know, five to six to seven point scoring runs in a set. And, you know, they need to figure out a way to stop those quicker and go on runs of their own. Um, so I would say that. Yeah, I think that uh, what Tech needs to improve upon is just limiting errors. I feel like you definitely saw how strong we were in the fall season. I feel like I feel like Coach Byers has to, you know, look back at what worked during the fall season because there was definitely a disconnect between the fall season and the spring season between the two teams. I I don't between the teams, I don't know what it was, but we have to go back to what we were doing in the fall season. Virginia Tech this season had 330 attack errors. They had they had 146 service errors and they had one, they had 21 blocking errors. And that is just not acceptable if you want to win volleyball games. And I feel like there was a lot of times this spring season that didn't happen in the fall season where I was watching the game and we would have a solid lead. We'd have about a three, four point lead and Virginia, and Virginia tech would commit four or five errors in a row. And, they would just let the team get right back in it and they would eventually take the lead and take the set. So I feel like that's definitely something that the Hokies need to improve upon is limiting the errors. Cause when we, when we don't commit errors, we win volleyball games. And Duncan mentions the um, kind of disconnect between the first two, the fall season and the spring season. Once again, you know, I mentioned that they had a COVID pause at the start of the fall they also had a COVID pause going into the spring season and actually had to postpone the first two matches that they had, one against the number 13th uh, ranked Louisville and then a pretty solid Wake Forest squad. You know, 
the pauses could have also affected them, you know, especially in the spring. And I think it showed in the spring as far as uh, just not being able to play, not being able to practice for at least two weeks, I believe is what they paused it for. And then they came out flat, uh, lost to Florida State, then lost to number 23, Georgia Tech, found a way to scratch one against Syracuse for senior day, but then lost the rest of the games for the year and not, not uh, close fashion at all. I mean, they were swept versus Boston College, swept versus Pitt, uh, just barely uh, managed to win a set versus Clemson, the final game of the year. And then again, found a way to win one against Miami, but they just gave up too much. All right. So in both of your coverages over this whole season, uh, as we move into the off season and are looking ahead to next year, Joey, you said that your team MVP, Katie Smith, is going to be leaving the program after this year. So moving forward, especially for Coach Byers and this program, what do you think is a young player that maybe didn't get a lot of run or maybe did get a lot of run this year that is someone to look forward to the future? I'd probably say uh, number five, Bree Postma, the setter. She's a freshman, um, so she got experience, you know, and she's going to be here for even longer now because the COVID or this season didn't count towards eligibility as far as, um, you know, if you're a senior or graduate student, uh, Katie Smith just decided that, I mean, she played a lot grad student and I don't think she wanted to go back to school again um, for another year or couldn't find a, another graduate program to go into to play. Um, but I would say Brie Postuma, um, she tallied 26 points on the year. Um, more on the defensive side, had 24 service uh, service aces, excuse me. And she also led the team in assists. And like I said, 310. She also led the team in service aces in 24. Um, and she tallied 77 digs so she's kind of that versatile player where she can play offense and defense at the same time so I would say her uh, I think I could bring up uh, Sarah Powell she's a sophomore and she's going to be a junior but I feel like she was really good on the defensive side of the ball she uh, got 12 block assists and she was also able to get 13 blocks and only one error during those attempts. So I'd, I'd like to see her do a little bit more of the same uh, next year. And I think that's a very promising uh, defensive player on the team. All right, guys, thank you very much. I want to thank you all for listening to this edition of the 3304 Sports Beat Writer Podcast. This was volleyball with our beat writers, Joey Robertson and Duncan Weigand. You can check out their work uh, writing for this team on the 3304 Sports website. And as well, look out for other episodes of the 3304 Sports Beat Writer Podcast. Our previous episode from the beginning of March was baseball. We've also done tennis. Look out for other sports in the future, as well as other episodes of the 3304 Sports Podcast in general. For Joey Robertson and Duncan Weigand, I'm Dan Steinbach. I want to thank you all for listening and take care.